0: This is Ham College, Episode 95, for November 30th, 2022. Ham College is brought to you by ICOM. Spice up your ham shack this season with one of ICOM's popular handhelds, mobiles, or base stations. Happy Holidays from ICOM! (laughs) Welcome to another action-packed episode of Ham College. I'm Professor Thomas. And I'm Dean Martin. And it's good to be back with you again. We, um, well, some of you are going to ace this tonight, I think. You're going to get all these questions right.
1: Somebody might. Yeah, Probably. Well, I might not.
0: Well, I have my fingers crossed, but I don't... We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. What did we talk about
1: last time? Do you recall... Oh, let me let me think about that for a minute. Yeah. I think it was uh, amplifiers, class of operation, vacuum tube and solid-state circuits, distortion and intermodulation, spurious and parasitic suppression, microwave amplifiers, and, last but not least, switching-type amplifiers. Okay. Just off the top of my head, that's the best I can remember.
0: That's pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. Now this time we're going to talk about filters and matching networks, type of networks, type of filters, filter applications, filter characteristics, impedance matching, and DSP filtering. Hmm. Huh. So. You
1: think that buzzer got a good workout last month? Let's see how it comes out this time. It did get a good workout last month. It did. It? I thought yeah. we were going to have to have a new one for this this yeah. time, but it, after it cooled down, it started working well, again. Well, I, I had to change the battery. So.
0: <laughs> All right, I guess, um, so usually you receive the first question. I'll receive it this time. I haven't looked at the order now, so.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How are the capacitors and inductors of a low-pass filter pi network arranged between the network's input and output? A. Two inductors are in series between the input and output, and a capacitor is connected between the two inductors and ground.
0: B. Two capacitors are in series between the input and output, and an inductor is connected between the two capacitors and ground.
1: (laughs) C. (laughs) An inductor is connected between the input and ground. Another inductor is connected between the output and ground, and a capacitor is connected between the input and the
0: output. A capacitor is connected between the input and ground, another capacitor is connected between the output and ground, and an inductor is connected between input and output. Okay, how are the capacitors and inductors of a low-pass pipe? network arranged between the network's input and output. And I could sit here and read all four of those answers over and over, and they're quite long. I'm just going to really say, are. on this one, you're going to have to kind of visualize it in your head. And one of these is going to seem right to you. Um, to me, that one is D. There's a capacitor between the input and ground, there's another capacitor between the output and ground, and there's an inductor between the two, or from the input to the output. And that makes a pi network, in my mind, anyway. What do you think, Dean?
1: Uh, Yeah.
0: Could be, huh?
1: Could be. You could be onto something there.
0: All right, well,
1: maybe, yeah, yeah, everybody else seems to think that's right
0: uh, yeah, there were uh almost everybody there were um a number of answers in there. I'm not sure everybody answered, but uh, well, let's just see it is the capacitor is connected between the input and ground, another is connected between the output and ground. There's an inductor. That's connected between input and output. And to visualize that, this is what that would look like. And that looks sort of like the symbol pi.
1: Roughly? Roughly. it does. yeah,
0: Now, you could do it a different way. You could have the capacitor in the middle and two inductors coming down, and that would be a different pi filter. But for a low-pass filter, this is what you would use right here. A pi work has exceptionally good attenuation of harmonics and was incorporated into the output stage of tube based vintage transmitters and many modern tube based RF amplifiers. However, the standard Pi circuit is not popular for standalone multiband antenna tuners. Hmm. Because the uh, variable capacitor needed for one hundred sixty meters and for eighty and seventy five meter bands are prohibitively large and expensive. It's shown here and can be described mathematically as a low-pass step-up L network on the input side and a low-pass step-down L on the output side. The two inductors there in the middle are actually a joined circuit so that you just have a single inductor there. There's no reason to have two of them. Just one, you know, the proper value for both of those would work. So that basically is a way of thinking about how the, the Pi network actually works. Hmm. So I got one for you now. Which of the following is a property of a T network with series capacitors and a parallel shunt inductor? A, it's a low-pass filter.
1: B, it's a band pass filter. C,
0: it's a high-pass filter.
1: Or D, it's a notch filter only the property of a t network with series capacitors and a parallel shunt inductor i I want to say it's c a high pass filter, but I'm not really sure positive i guess i'm gonna see i'm gonna go with c
0: okay well let's okay, see. What's what the chat room is saying, and I think most of them are saying it's C.
1: So yeah, some didn't, but yeah, some did.
0: Well, let's see. Okay. Got my 25%. It's working for you. And this is what a lot of your HF antenna tuners are. If it's got, like, Tommy's and... Well, like mine, too. It's a manual tuner. It's got three knobs on it. One is a capacitor that's on the input. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Another is a capacitor that's on the output. And between those two... inductor. There's an inductor shunted to ground. It's popular because it's capable of matching a large range of impedances with capacitors that you can find in commonly available sizes. Is a high-pass filter and will not attenuate spurious radiation above the cutoff frequency nearly as well as other designs like a pi network. Due to its low loss and simplicity, many home-built and commercial, manually-tuned antenna units use this circuit. And if you analyze the T network, it's a high-pass, step-down L network on the input side feeding into a high-pass step-up L on the output side. The two side-by-side vertical shunt inductor in this circuit can be combined to a single inductor. In other words, this is how it's acting. It's acting like there's an L network on the input, another L network on the output. So instead of two inductors there, you simplify it down, just use a single one. But the filter is acting like... Two L's here.
1: It's going to be a long show.
0: Yeah. We've got more networks.
1: How about a Raspberry Pi network? I can deal with that. I've done plenty of those.
0: Well, I, I don't think you can tune your antenna with that, though.
1: What advantage does a Series L Pi L network have over a Series L Pi network for impedance matching between the final amplifier of a vacuum tube transmitter and an antenna? A. Greater Harmonic Suppression
0: B. Higher Efficiency
1: C. Does not require a capacitor
0: or D. Greater Transformation Range What advantage does a series L pi L network have over a series L pi network for impedance matching between a final amplifier of a vacuum tube transmitter and the antenna? Um all right, so we're talking about it as a pi network a l that's not going to increase our transformation range, and it's still going to require a capacitor, so you, you know it can't be d or c here, I don't think it's any higher efficiency, but by having that l in there, I'm going to say it gives you greater harmonic suppression.
1: Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking.
0: Well, let's, let's find out if we were right. Okay. This is what the folks in the chat room think, too, basically. And it is greater harmonic suppression and the series L pi L network. It's a pi network on the input followed by an L network on the output. That L network on the output, it's going to enhance the low-pass characteristics of this, so it's going to reject harmonics better than just the pi-L network by itself. To increase harmonic attenuation from a transmitter, an L network may be added in series with a pi network to create a pi-L network. Of the three most common matching networks, L, pi, and pi-L, the pi l network provides the greatest harmonic attenuation. You notice those two capacitors right there in the center. Mm-hmm. You can combine those into a single capacitor, and which would commonly be done. So it ends up that all you're doing is adding an inductor on the output side of the pi network, and instead of two capacitors, you just got a single capacitor there of the correct value that it works with both the pi and the l network i think if you deduce this one out um, this ought not be that hard a question
1: there was a question in the chat room from uh, marty who said what would transformation be and that was on the last one i think
0: transformation Mm -hmm. that means you're transforming from the transmitter impedance to the antenna impedance. In other words, you got a 50 ohm transmitter. If your antenna at that frequency happens to be 300 ohms, you got you got to transform that 50 ohms oh. to match into the 300 ohms, so that the transmitter thinks it's seeing 50 ohms. Okay. But you didn't really change the antenna. The antenna's whatever it was, but transmitter thinks it's 50 ohms because been transformed,
1: I think we did some some stuff on that in the past or something I believe we have i remember yeah. I remember discussing that I don't remember all the details okay I have to go back and watch the other ninety four shows and see
0: how does an impedance matching circuit transform there's that word a complex impedance to a resistive impedance a it introduces negative resistance to cancel the resistive part of the impedance.
1: B, it introduces transconductance to cancel the reactive part of the impedance. C, it cancels the reactive
0: part of the impedance and changes the resistive part of the impedance to the desired value.
1: Or D, reactive currents are dissipated in matched resistances. How does an impedance matching circuit transform a complex impedance to resistive impedance?
0: Okay, let me mm-hmm. ask you a question.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you know the answer to this, it may help. What is a complex impedance?
1: Um, that's what I'm not totally sure. What uh-huh. is a complex impedance? The
0: complex impedance is the way that you see it specified out, like you're looking at an antenna analyzer and it's going to tell you it's R50. And j minus three, or you know, or reactance is a negative three or a positive four or whatever it is. Those two values together represent the complex impedance. Okay. Because you know you got resistive and reactive uh-huh. components. So.
1: Okay. So I introduced negative resistance to cancel the resistive part. I don't think that's it is transconductance to cancel the reactive part. Cancels the reactive part of the impedance to change the resistive part to a desired value. That sounds... That's the, I think that's the answer, C. Cancels the reactive part of the impedance to change the resistive part to a desired value. Because in the end, that's what you want, right? That's impedance what I would want. So yeah. I think it's C.
0: Okay. That's... That's what the people over in the chat room are thinking, too. I agree with you. I mean, that makes the most sense. All right. And Tom says a complex impedance has an imaginary part, just like our extra class knowledge. Yeah. It's sort of like artificial intelligence. Is that what <laughs> what you're saying there, Tom? Uh Yeah. <laughs> You got the resistive part, and then the the part that's reactive is the imaginary part. Or,
1: some of the stuff's pretty tough, man.
0: Well, yeah, because right here, I mean, you're getting into phase angles and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. It's uh, you're getting into some complex math if you go real deep into it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, uh,
1: I, I guarantee you probably. I bet you 75% or more of the hams don't understand every bit of every one of these topics in here. No, of course not. (laughs) I I, I I took the test, and I did really good on it. I got a really good score, But I and I probably understood part of this at the time, but I know I didn't know it well because I don't remember any of it hardly.
0: I don't remember any of it. Because really? I didn't really study it, I didn't. I didn't have a high score. I mean, it's, you know, but I passed, and I'm not going to take it again.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, aren't you glad you don't have yeah. to?
0: But I don't remember most of these questions being on my exam. Um. So yeah, the question pool changed since you and I took ours. Uh-huh. Okay. So, uh, let's see. I guess you got a question for me, huh?
1: I do. It's oh, a good one. Which filter type is described as having ripple in the passband and a sharp cutoff? A, a Butterworth filter?
0: B, an active L C filter?
1: C, a passive op amp filter?
0: Or D? I, I,
1: Go ahead and say it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh Chevy Chev, Chevy Chev, Chevy.
1: Chevy Chev. I don't know. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, something like that.
0: A Chevy Chev. That can't filter.
1: be the answer because we can't even say it.
0: Yeah, but I think that is the answer. A Chevy Chev filter <laughs> or something that sounds something something like that. Yeah. So I'm saying the answer is D. Chat room, oh, they're saying it's A, so I could be wrong. Well, I could have been wrong regardless of what they said, but I think it is a Chevy Chev filter. Let's see.
1: Oh, wow. I'm glad I didn't have to guess that one.
0: Yeah. I was out on my own on that one right there. And what are they talking about here? A filter type that's described as having a large ripple in the pass band and a
1: sharp cutoff. It uh, didn't say large, did it? Yeah, it's just said ripple. Described as having a having Excuse ripple me. in the pass yeah. band and a sharp cutoff. Okay, yeah,
0: not large, but <laughs> yeah, not large. Having a ripple in the pass band. Okay, thanks for clarifying that. And this is this is what they're talking about. Here's a graph showing uh, basically how that type of filter acts. And you can see in the pass band up there at the top, there's a ripple. It's not flat across there, but there is a very sharp cutoff. Where it goes down, it goes pretty straight down. Why would you want a filter like that that's got that ripple in the pass band up there?
1: Why would you want to name it that too?
0: Well, I think that was the car manufacturer's name, or excuse me, filter <laughs> manufacturer's, no, the guy who came up with it. But uh, there actually is a answer to that, and it's not because you want the ripple. It's that you'll accept
1: the ripple. Because you got the sharp fall. Because, yep,
0: because you got the sharp yeah, cutoff.
1: I could see that, because so, there's a huge yeah. difference in it.
0: So there you go. That's that's why you would even consider that type of filter is because you just got that. to
1: pay off at the end. That, that really short <laughs>
0: payoff, yeah. A few tough questions there. I'll say. We got about halfway through. Not quite halfway through. We so got, there's still more fun to come? There's still more fun to come. And I don't have a lot of explaining on these others, so. Okay. Things could fall apart here pretty quick.
1: It's happened before. Yeah. <laughs> just not today yet. Yep. But the night's still young, as somebody says.
0: I've heard that before. Happy Holidays from ICOM. Spice up your ham shack this season with one of ICOM's popular handhelds, mobiles, or base stations. These radios are perfect for working your favorite bands while staying inside or venturing out this winter. It's the most wonderful time of the year to give the gift of ICOM. The IC705 is the perfect sidekick and QRP companion. Base station features and functionalities at the tips of your fingers in a portable package, covering HF 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters. This compact rig weighs in just under 2 pounds, with RF direct sampling for most of the HF band and IF sampling for frequencies above 25 MHz. 4.3 4.3 inch color touchscreen with live band scope and waterfall, 5 watts with the included BP272 battery, or 10 watts with 13.8 volt external DC, single sideband CW, AM, FM, as well as full D Star functions. The perfect accessory for the IC705 is the optional backpack LC192. The ID52A is a VHF-UHF dual band with D-Star and FM dual mode functions and is the first handheld radio with a full-color 2.3-inch waterfall display. This radio supports conventional FM communications and D-Star simplex, repeater, regional, and worldwide calls over the D-Star Internet gateway. Create your own band opening with the IC9700. This radio brings direct sampling to the UHF-VHF weak signal world. The IC7300 is a high-performance HF transceiver with a compact design that will far exceed your expectations. RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, large 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope, and SD memory card slot. The real ham fun starts here. Happy Holidays from ICOM America, and visit ICOMAmerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM radios.
1: Hey, it's Christmas time coming up, man. These would make awesome Christmas. Boy,
0: well, yeah. If you had a son, I had to go with that, man. Yes, sir. You showed up man, at I, the club meeting, man. I trimmed
1: the beard almost all off, too. but I should have kept it till the end yeah. of Christmas.
0: It's a ICOM ham crew t-shirt, along with whatever else Jesse can stuff in the box. A swag package from ICOM.
1: Looks just as good when you're leaving the Christmas party as you did when you're yeah. getting there.
0: And if you'd like to win that, well, it's pretty simple. The rules are, are very simple. You don't have to be a ham. Check. All you got to do is send an email to hamcollege at amateurlogic tv with your with your name and email address. If you send us an email, well, we'll get your address. So basically, all you got to got to do is uh, give us a name, uh, and you can wear say, your
1: shirt when you get picked, and it shows up.
0: Yep, and you can say something else in your message if you'd like to. We just did a drawing. Right during that break. And came up with a winner, and this month's lucky winner is Marcus Benjamin, K-E-0-F-E-I.
1: Yeah, congratulations, Marcus.
0: And Marcus said, sent from my iPhone 13 Pro Max. So, Marcus, congratulations. You're going to be the best-dressed ham going to and leaving the club Christmas party. Yes, sir. If it gets there in time, which it probably will, you won't even so,
1: need any high karate with a shirt like this. No, <laughs> no you won't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. So, um, if you'd like to win, send us an email address, I'm College at Amateurlogic TV, because someone's going to win, and eventually your number may may come up. And as we left off. I answered the last question, so I'll ask you this one. What are the distinguishing features of an elliptical filter? A. Gradual passband roll-off with minimal stopband ripple.
1: B. Extremely flat response over its passband with gradually rounded stopband corners.
0: C. Extremely sharp cutoff with... One or more notches in the stop band.
1: Or D, gradual pass band roll-off with extreme stop band ripple. An elliptical filter. Gradual pass band roll-off. response. Gradually rounded. I'm going to go with B because that, <laughs> because that one closely describes... An ellipse, an ellipse, extremely flat response over its span. I don't know. I'm gonna guess B. Okay. If I get this one, I'm gonna go buy a lottery ticket tonight on the way home.
0: All right. Well. What's the chat room? Oh, well, they're saying B and a C.
1: Not too many of them answered, so it's a tough question. Well, Usually it is.
0: That's, that's an
1: indicator right there. I'm going to go with that. I'm going try it. I don't know if it's right or not, but we'll find out.
0: Well, it won't be the first time it's been the wrong answer.
1: So. It'll be first time tonight.
0: True. Well, Let's find out. You notice how I didn't either
1: confirm nor deny your answer? I there. did notice that.
0: Yeah. I don't think it's that one, but let's let's find
1: out. Okay. Buzz C. Oh, Marty got it right. Exceptionally
0: sharp cut off with one or more notches in the stop band. I don't happen to have a uh any pictures. With circles and arrows indicating anything on this, but there you go. Elliptical. Yeah,
1: but these are not something that you can really reason out too well either. Honestly.
0: Yeah, and I I, I hesitate to even try to draw it, but an ellipse. Well, that's not really a good. <laughs> that's a pair right there. You can't even see it, so no need to go there. It's ellipsish. (laughs) It's (laughs) ellipsis. So instead of being a circle, it's more, um, more like an oval. Is that what you would say was elliptical? Yeah. Okay. You turn it up like that. Okay. All right. Then it's going to have a sharp cutoff on either side.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Now, I—I I, that may not be a good explanation, but... Okay,
1: I think I kind of understand what you're saying. Yeah.
0: Now, it doesn't tell you anything about what it's made out of or any of that. I'm just talking about the, yeah. the characteristics of it. The shape. The yeah. shape
1: of it is yeah. basically kind of mm-hmm. like so, so, somewhat.
0: Marty says he thinks that was a good explanation. Okay. That if that. Marty thinks so, we'll go. And Tom's yeah, back yeah. to the whole imaginary knowledge thing starting to
1: kick in. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I have a problem with that. Yeah, not with him saying it. That I, I have a problem with it
0: in the exercise.
1: Yeah, of it, yeah, yeah. Uh, I resemble uh, that remark. Well,
0: let's see how this one comes out. Maybe we can tie up the ball game right here.
1: All right, which describes a pi L network used for matching a vacuum tube final amplifier to a 50 ohm unbalanced output? A. A phase inverter load network.
0: B. A pi network with an additional series inductor on the output.
1: C. A network with only three discrete parts.
0: Or D. A matching network in which all components are isolated from ground.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay. Um, well, let's attack these backwards. D, a matching network in which all components are isolated from ground. Well, we know a pi network's going to have at least two elements going to ground mm-hmm. on it, so it's not that. A network with only three discrete parts. B a pi network with an additional series inductor on the output, or A a phase inverter load network. Well, it's not A.
1: B sounds plausible.
0: B or C. I'm trying to think well, of three
1: discrete parts. It depends on if you're.
0: Yeah, it depends no. on if they're talking about a pi network with a. With a. Series L, or they're talking about a Pi network with an L network as well. Hmm, depending
1: on what they're talking about, Pi L network.
0: I'm gonna, um, well, it could be B or C depending on what kind of network you're thinking about. I going to say it's a pi network with an additional series inductor on the output because I'm thinking they mean a pi network with an L network combined. I, I'm going to go with that. I could be wrong. They may be talking about just a regular pi L network that's got a series L in it, but I don't think that's what that means. Okay. And... Yeah. The chat room I was guessed that one right there. They then. were a little mixed on this one too. It was um This was a little hard to understand exactly what they were trying to say there.
1: Oh boy.
0: Which of I'm the following
1: kidding. <laughs> Just kidding.
0: <laughs> which of the following <laughs> factors has the greatest effect on the bandwidth and response shape of a crystal ladder filter? A, the relative frequencies of the individual crystals.
1: B, the DC voltage applied to the quartz crystal.
0: C, the gain of the RF stage preceding the filter.
1: Or D, the amplitude of the signals passing through the filter. Which following factors has the greatest effect on the bandwidth and response shape? Crystal I'm I'm not even going to beat around the bush on this one. I think it's going to be the frequencies of the individual crystals, A. Because I could see how that could be uh, a huge factor in, in how that one works. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the answer for sure, but that's my guess is A. I feel like that could be it. Relative frequencies okay. of the individual crystals, Just like your capacitors and your resistor, inductor values could be different. Okay.
0: So here we're talking about a crystal ladder filter. Let's see. And you're right. And the people in the chat room who answered are right as well.
1: Everybody's right. Cheers.
0: Everybody's right. All right, we got a, a similar question to that, and I guess you'll ask me this one.
1: This would have been good to have before. What is a crystal lattice filter? I think I said ladder earlier. Well, it was the other question say, okay. said ladder. Yeah. What is a crystal lattice filter? A, a power supply filter made with interlaced quartz crystals.
0: B. An audio filter made with four quartz crystals that resonates at one kilohertz intervals.
1: C, a filter using lattice-shaped quartz crystals for for high-Q performance.
0: Or D, a filter with narrow bandwidth and steep skirts made using quartz crystals. Yeah, that's going to be your answer, but let's look at the other ones first. A is not a power supply filter. You wouldn't use crystals to filter mm. a power supply. Um, an audio filter made with four quartz crystals that resonates at one kilohertz intervals. Now, um, no, that's that's all I can say. I mean, it might not be four crystals. And, you know, they don't have to be a 1 kilohertz interval, so that's not the answer. C, a filter using lattice-shaped quartz crystals for high-Q performance. I've never heard of lattice-shaped quartz crystals. So I'm going to go with D, a filter with narrow bandwidth and steep skirts made using quartz crystals.
1: That seems to be the only logical answer.
0: And that's that's what pretty much what they're all saying over in the chat room. And there you go. You know, um, before we had DSP on rigs, the most popular type of filtering for uh, CW and sideband or the high-performance ones were crystal filters, and there were options. Mm-hmm. You bought those crystal filters, and you plugged them in, to the radio, and then you would switch them in and out, and those would filter the audio.
1: I remember those uh, being options yeah yeah,-, mm-hmm. and kind of about that. people
0: selling old rigs a lot of times will pull all those filters out and sell them separately because they can get you know make more money that way um but yeah, that's what it is. We don't really use those that much anymore because we got um other technologies now, but I don't—I don't know of any new units, new transceivers out there that
1: use crystals that, that
0: use crystal filters anymore. It could be, but I'd none I'd be come Be kind to of mind. surprised. Yeah,
1: you do so much with software now.
0: Yep. Oh, and here is a crystal lattice filter right here. Uh. Which of the following filters would be the best choice for use in a two-meter band repeater duplexer? A. A crystal filter.
1: B. A cavity filter.
0: C. A DSP filter.
1: Or D. An LC filter. That's gonna be B, a cavity filter.
0: You went straight for the kill on right that Right
1: for one. The, right for it, man. For, yeah. it for and even knew what was coming.
0: Well, let's, let's give the folks in the chat room a moment to catch up. You were so quick on that one. Uh, they are still answering there.
1: Well, I'm not sure it's right. I think it is. It should be right. I don't see why it wouldn't be. It's a two-meter repeater duplexer. Yeah. Yep. That's it.
0: Uh, I don't see how anybody could argue with that. If you've ever seen uh, two-meter band duplexers, That's what it is.
1: There used to be one sitting around in here somewhere.
0: Well, here's a picture of one right here. Or actually four cavities to make up a a duplexer right there. And it's just tuned cavities. You couldn't really do that. What were they giving you choices there? You couldn't really do that with crystals. And you couldn't – a DSP filter certainly <laughs> wouldn't work. No. And an ALC filter, an inductor and a capacitor is not going to – it's not going to perform like you'd yeah, need. Yeah,
1: that's what I was talking about doing for the audio filters. It was the LC filter.
0: Yep. Yeah, you could do that for audio filter. Well, you can do that for RF filters too, which are not going to give you the kind of performance you need, you know, for, um, for duplexes.
1: Which of the following – Describes a receiving filter's ability to reject signals occupying. <laughs> I don't know why I'm having trouble with that one tonight. An adjacent channel. A. Passband ripple.
0: B. Phase response.
1: C. Shape factor.
0: Or D. Noise factor.
1: Oh. Which we of the just following? just mentioned this earlier.
0: Describes a receiving filter's ability to reject signals occupying an adjacent channel not noise factor. It's not. I don't think it's phase response. Passband ripple wouldn't be it. I'm going to say shape factor. I think that's right. Um That's the only only answer there that looks like it could be to me. Uh yeah I've,
1: I've heard of that before. That's got to be it.
0: Well, you have heard of that? Mm hmm. Okay. Well, then, yeah, that's what I'm going with, then, since you've heard of it. Here you go.
1: Shape Factors. I've heard of a lot of stuff. Well, you have. It did go, it did work for me this time, though. Well, Yeah.
0: One final question for tonight. What is one advantage of a pi-matching network over an L-matching network consisting of a single inductor and a single capacitor? A, the Q of the pi network can be controlled.
1: B, the L networks cannot perform impedance transformation.
0: C, pi networks are more
1: stable D, pi networks provide balanced input and output. I'm going to go with B. The L networks cannot perform impedance transformation.
0: Okay, and there's B's and 1A. In there, Marty says A. That's that's going to be my answer. I think it's A.
1: I think it's. I'm guessing it would be, but I honestly really don't know for sure. Oh. Okay. So, Two buzzers, and they're both on me.
0: Well, and that was the last question for tonight. So um, does that mean I win? If you, the score-wise, yes, on the <laughs> number of... I didn't want to run the score questions. up on you. Well,
1: <clears throat>
0: yeah. All right. Wow. Upon the, that work, we looked at it earlier. You can control the Q of that, where you've got the two capacitors that we had shunted to ground and the inductor in the series, or even if it was right, the opposite. Excuse me, you could you could control the Q of it. Whereas an L network and Q is a bandwidth. An L network can't really control the bandwidth, but you can transform in pictures. It,
1: it must have been a long day because I promise you I had the L network pictured in my head the whole time I was sitting here thinking about it. I had to, I was thinking of the wrong, completely the wrong one.
0: Uh, honestly, okay. I was. That, that's
1: oh. the honest truth. That I, So if I if I thought of the right network in my mind, I I probably would have got it right. But
0: uh, yeah,
1: I, I might have still got it wrong. But
0: well, Nigel says he's got three wrong, so he beats you. You win, Nigel. Um, there were. There were I you know, I wasn't keeping score, but there were a number of wrong answers tonight. A number it's of right tough stuff. It's too.
1: it's not really something that you use on a daily basis either.
0: No. I mean you may use your T network all the time, but do you really but you think you don't make one? You don't really think of how it's working. You just mm-hmm. know how to
1: tune it. Exactly. Um it, yeah.
0: Okay. It
1: says he always learns something from this and I do too. Every one of these Every one of these shows, I'm I'm an extra. Been have been for how long? 14, 15 years. Has it been that long? Yeah, it may have been. But it's been it's been long enough. Yeah. And I don't study these before we come in here, and uh, but I, and I learn something every time too. Every single time.
0: Well, I actually have to cut and paste mm-hmm. the questions and answers in into the um, still frames here so that we can show them. Mm -hmm. And so, this particular set I did almost a month ago. But I did actually last week say, okay, I need some pictures and some splaining to go with this.
1: You had a little bit of a peek at it.
0: So I had a little peek at it. But you might notice that the splaining got cut pretty short after the first two or three questions. So, uh. And it often occurs that way. I say, okay, well, that's that's all I feel confident enough I could answer. But these these kind of made sense to me as I as I went through. I you know they, yeah, they you started making deal more sense. deal with some of this
1: stuff with your job.
0: I don't think about it though. I mean, if if the transmitter's got a pi network on the output, is just there. I don't think about it. I mean, I'll tune it if it needs tuning, mm-hmm. or I'll replace a bad part if it needs replacing. But I'm not thinking, okay, this is a pie network, and it's here because yeah, it's a what better cue.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's there, and let's tune and get out of here.
0: If I was designing transmitters, yeah, I would think that, but, you know.
1: Uh, Nigel said, would he still get a pass? Yeah. Uh, okay. I guess. How many were on there tonight? 10 or 12?
0: Um, 12. Twelve. There were 12 on there tonight. So, yeah, that would be a pass. That would probably be a pass. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. And there's a good chance uh, you wouldn't have all three of the ones that you missed on the test. Yeah. True.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Now Arnie says I need to get a handicap score versus you before the beginning of the show next time. <laughs> you gotta you gotta give up three you gotta give up two buzzers.
0: Oh wait a minute. <laughs> um I don't know. We'll we'll have to negotiate that. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to figure the odds. Tommy that is a spiffy shirt you're wearing there.
1: It it is. I like it a lot. So, this one came from uh, Mister Missus V E Three M I C. But
0: well, what if you wanted one like that though without the two silhouettes there in the middle?
1: Shop dot Spreadshirt dot com forward slash Amateurlogic Amateurlogic and Ham College swag on there so. It's still got plenty of shopping days before Christmas, so go by and uh, get all your Christmas gifts there, at least some of them.
0: Throughout the month, if you'd like to keep up with what's going on with amateur logic and stuff going here on campus as well, with the uh, with the student body and mm-hmm. faculty, there's a way you can keep up with our society, and that is <laughs> <In> high society. <laughs> high society. Facebook.com slash group slash ham college.
1: You can follow us at ham college on Twitter
0: or uh, mewee.com slash join slash ham college. And let me just say that's not very active. We haven't.
1: It's a pretty, it pretty much died out. So I honestly don't get on there and check on that very often no, anymore. Me neither. Uh, Groups.io slash g slash amateur logic also. For those of you that checked in on the Soundcheck net, uh, it's going to be coming to an end. we got one more month left of it. Well, I believe the last one is December the 27th.
0: And you and I will be calling that one. We
1: will be, will be the last net controls on there. Mm-hmm. And it's been fun, and but it's kind of life's kind of changed. It's getting sort of harder to man it. I know I've got a lot of things going on. You do, too, and it's kind of hard even for one for a weeknight, so... But anyway, there may be another one to replace it uh, coming up soon, so we'll see. Just stay tuned for that. But uh, you still got about four more weeks of of, uh, the net, so I hope to catch some of you on there while we still have it.
0: Mm -hmm. And we're going to be back here at the uh, end of December or 1st of January, somewhere right around then for the next class. And we're going to be back around the middle of, the month 16th sixteenth, for the Amateur Logic Christmas episode. We're working on some fun things there. I don't know what they are, but we're working on them, or at least we'll claim we are. I've already, I've been working on a, a video here, so. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I got to edit it, but I've already. I still got to work on figure
1: out what I'm going to do for a segment.
0: Yep. Yeah. Okay.
1: Actually, I got a plan. All right, the other plan I got is go home get some supper.
0: Well, that'll work too.
1: Not a bad plan. Yeah, I think it's a good plan. So I'm gonna execute that. So seventy-three, everybody. We'll see you on the sixteenth. Sixteenth. Some some of you
0: for the next amateur logic. Yep.
1: Seven three. Seven three.
0: It's a high-pass filter, and will not attenuate spurious radiate spurious. <laughs>